0: Good
1: afternoon, fellow gooners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I mean, it's morning, and course as
0: usual. Aiden, how's guys? Good to be back again. Back. Arsenal, um, haven't been playing in a while, so you know, good to have them back.
1: Yeah, it's been almost like you know, either with regards to the sporting things, it was like very really morbid, really. Because I mean, if you think now what's happened to South Africa in the, in the cricket where England yeah. pummeled them. And I mean, okay, the, I think the, the box at least, you know, case of pride, right, but I mean, that's not a bit off topic. Um, yeah, uh, with regards to the Premier League fixture list, uh, you know, with, with the postponements and that, um, the Arsenal Everton game has been postponed and no, you know, date has been given because I think they still try to somehow figure, you know, the, with regards to the dates where they can slot this game in. Then the Arsenal PSV game is going to also have repercussions on, on how the season also goes for us because. Uh, also, PSV is postponed until uh, October twentieth. And that being said, now Arsenal versus Man City it was going to be taking place on I think uh, the day or two before uh, that game is going to be postponed, and that uh, you know the the rearranged date is also now to be announced. So you know, quite a few um, uh, you know uh, repercussions from with regards to the you know the, the Queen's death and that, and also the reper- repercussions of. Things have been going on in London with since the you know all uh, their police forces have been stretched now with everything. now. So, what is your take on the with the especially the postponements now?
0: It scares, scares me a bit because it reminds me almost of that you know that Spurs game where it was squeezed in towards the end of the season, and that result kind of had repercussions on oh, yeah, on, on on like you know when you on a um kind of on an upward trajectory. I don't know if. It's going to be a good thing or a bad thing, but we all know <laughs> how Arsenal come out of, um, you know, in the national break when they're out for a week, come back after play. And, you know, it's a bit worrying for me, as in, you know, what Arsenal will turn up. We, we've lost now against um, United. I think the players had something to think about. So, you know, I think it has time to, had, had time to work with the guys. I mean, we can't blame fatigue. So, everybody mm-hmm. should be fit. I think you also mentioned that party. You know, when we ch- chatted offline, we'll be fit. So, you know, a lot going out, you know, a lot could go our way or a lot could go against us. But I think, you know, we have to look positively at the fact that, you know, we have players already ready to go and also we have party back.
1: You know, one thing is, I can't put my finger really down to it. And it's something you know, just mentioned now on this, uh, what you, the lines said earlier now. But, you know, when you, when you watch, you think like certain, like say postponements, whatever. Other teams that that they have everything, you know, very short, like you have now fixtures squeezed in and they have to now play, they still look sharp. Whereas when we have a sort of break and you think, okay, you know, now recoup, and then they they almost like when they come, it's almost like you're watching 11 players that haven't trained or played together. Even though, I mean, they probably train and do everything daily. But I mean, I think now, especially now with the sort of side that Arteta's now put together, I just hope we can now, you know, it also now leads us now to the next point that uh, Brentford versus Arsenal match on on Sunday. If we are going to see, you know, a team that's on the ball and on top of things from the, you know, f- first whistle.
0: Yeah, let's hope so, because I think it's going to be a massive test for Arsenal now. Um, you know, I know we always say say this, but I mean, you know, you've, you were a team that was, you know, on fire. You know, we we, we, we faltered against Man United due to our own mistakes. And now you're coming up against uh, a Brentford side, you know, who, who on their take can give you a real tough time. I mean, they did beat uh, United 4-0 there. Um, Arsenal did lose there last season. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a, a good game for us and a good test to see where we are after all these um, adversity that's been yeah. against us.
1: But, I, I mean, like, my take is just... I think we also kind of getting away from the topic a bit... Like, if you look at, at the way almost like Man United pulls out all the stops against uh Man United, then it's almost like they, they look kind of average or whatever. I am mean, so of course, got the job done in that in the next few games,
0: yeah.
1: I, but I just think, like, when you see the sort of effort they put in against us, uh, yeah, as an ultra fate game, and then you take the Saucier that uh, came into context, yeah, then everybody, I think you, I'm not sure if you mentioned it on the pod or uh, offline or whatever, but you still said. They always like they the minute they went down they always like don't know what to do they look lost. But I mean, yes, yes. their comes it comes also to the point where Arsenal need to you know show you know, something really big coming out now against
0: Brentford. And 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 that comes to that other point of you need to make your chances count. You know, must yeah. missed a, a crucial chance against United. You know. Would be one up, United's chasing the game. I mean, Odegaard as well, you know, sucker played him in, like, almost like miscues his shot. Yes, we equalised after that, but could have been two on United's chasing the game. So, you know, even against a team like Brentford as well, if you get yeah. two chances, you need to kind of bury it, be clinical, smash it into the back of the net, and suddenly Brentford's chasing the game, and you can dictate how the game is going to go. And I mean, if you, if
1: you look at the Brentford's record now so far this season, I mean, after six games, I mean, it's like two wins, three draws and one loss. Uh, So, I mean, not really bad. And I mean, as you said now, Thomas Frank has really got a special unit together there. And I mean, they've now scored, they they look like it was quite free scoring. They already scored 15 goals. But I mean, I think the the negative was, again, they, they conceded nine. And I mean, look, Ivan Tone is also on fire with
0: five goals and two assists in those six games. Big test for Saliba as well. And I don't know, know, does Gabriel start? Do you give Tommy Asu a chance and play um, Ben White and Saliba? But Saliba's going to have the tough time now because Iverton is not your average, you know, um, center forward. He has pace and he has uh, that strength in the air. So, you know, going to be a real test for for Saliba. And, you know, Ateta has now kind of a selection headache on his hands because, you know, who does he go for does he pick that same team that lost against United, or does he throw in you know yeah and there player? I mean, sorry, we actually played against Zurich prior to yeah. um, after the United game, so does he? Who, who impressed him? Who starts? Who doesn't start? It's going to be, for me, I, I'm sure Isu speaks himself. You know, Martinelli, um, Saka, your midfield. You know, I don't know if Fabio Verde did enough to to start over Odegaard. I don't think so. And then Partey and jacko will probably take uh, just the back line. Does he stick to the same backline, or does he let Ben White come in for Gabriel who, you know, hasn't, you know, after his first, you know, two or three games, hasn't set the world alight? Yeah. and then, I mean, like,
1: look, as you mentioned uh, earlier on about Thomas Party. that question also is, you know, do you, you know, risk let's give this game, but I mean, look, he also needs now the minutes anyway. But I mean, do you know, after that sort of, uh, look, it was what, three weeks or something, layoff that year or four weeks even? The question is: Is it now worth it now? In your, in your opinion, now is it worth it now to let him play, and also take into consideration after the match, we don't play again until October the first.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one. I would, you know, if it if it's touch and go, you know, just let him rest, let him have international break, and then, you know, come back fitter. I mean, I, I hope he's not going to go and go on international duty of Ghana, yeah, yeah, because I mean, you know, it's gonna probably make the issue even worse. But I think. You know, if, if he's 100% fit to play, you know, he should start. But if they have any reservations, just don't include him in the match day squad because you want to make matters worse. It's one game. You know, we, the team should be enough if they want to challenge for top four yeah. to, to get over the line against Brentford. Um, I don't want it to be a case of you forcing him to play, but then he misses the Spurs game. Yeah. But, and I think
1: what's also with bit eerie if you think you've got another international back coming up now, then it's one more. And then it's the world cup so it's like everybody like the international team is also trying to you know fine-tune these squads now
0: Also, yeah i just you know obviously asus will probably end up going to the world cup i just hope and i don't want to jump too far ahead but i just hope you know we don't come back with players left in the wreck you know out for the rest of the season or out for a month or two months yeah. because you know, Arsenal have had so much bad luck with with the way things have happened over the seasons. I mean, I'm sure if you and I could go back and say, you know, if this person didn't get injured here, we would have had this and this. And so, yeah, you know, I think it's important we rack up the points, you know, where we can. I think Brentford, I don't mean to sound, you know, condescending towards it, but, you know, if you want to be taken seriously and not going to, like, you know, if we don't pick up three points against Brentford, you know, you and I might be saying, you know, same old, same old Arsenal, you know, what has changed? You've gone to... It's all about bettering your results from last season and kind of trying to keep consistent with what you have did. So, you know, last season we, we we didn't beat Brentford, but, I mean, you know, hopefully we can get get this result for us.
1: No, I mean, look, I think we beat him at the Emirates, but, I mean, uh, I, I, I fully agree with what you're saying, like, we you, you bettering your results of the previous season? Because I think it also takes your mind somewhat of... Looking at the fixture result, i and almost like thinking, Oh, we're coming up here. We're coming, yes. you just see, it, you do, you put the you know, you have your job at the end, and as you said, you see that you're better almost all your, your results. We, you, you know, it ended up in draws or defeats, whatever or yes. you build it based on that,
0: yeah, 100%. And, and 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 you know, as weird as it may sound, some 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 defeats we need to turn into drawers, yeah. I mean, you you saw um Man City. I mean, even this season, you know imagine they they lost those games they threw. I mean Arsenal could have had you know a, a, almost like a what a three four point ca- um you know def- um, cap on them already yeah. but you know th- those those type of things if you look at Arsenal last season, if they had just turned you know two or three of those defeats into into a point, you know top four. So, like, it's all about, you know, Brentford, you know, you need to put these games away, the Newcastle's away, you know, it's a tricky fixture, mm-hmm. just to know not to lose it. I'm not saying we're going to be invincible yeah. again, but, you know, where you can't pick up the points. But again, look, there's also, like, you know, part of,
1: I mean, we're still on the Brentford topic in it, but, you know, watching Man City now also, because look, I watched it back with my youngest, because he's, like, a fan of them, um, but... I'm just going to throw now something out here at you, out know, to hear your comment. But doesn't it feel to you that Man City are playing and looking more lethal in the Champions League than what they're doing in the Premier
0: League? Yeah, you know, I, I've i been actually also, just like you, I've been, uh, we could, uh, you know, sometimes like a, a good bet, uh, and I'm betting on City a lot and watching their games. And in yeah. the, in the yeah. the even in the Champions League, look, they look lethal, but they also look shaky and they they are able to be got at, like, Mm-hmm. Like, it took a moment of brilliance of, of Stones and then, you know, Haaland as well. And and my thinking was, like, you know, if something happens to the Bruyne or or, or, or Haaland even, you know, uh, City might struggle a bit because they don't have long have Jesus or Sterling. I'm not saying those are match winners for City, but at that time, they did chip in with, a, you know, a late winner or a goal to, to equalize or something like that. And I think if... Because they're they shaping the game a lot around Haaland now. If they lose yeah. Haaland as a focal point, you know, suddenly they have to find their feet again. You know, it might take one or two games. I mean, you've seen it Arsenal before. You know, when, when they've um, lost to Van Persie and they have to find their feet for like two games when he's injured. So, you know, that could be happening to them. And, and I do agree with you that they see more lethal in the Champions League. I don't know if they're gunning for that now. Yeah. Think in the back of the mind. Oh, Liverpool is dropping points. So... You know, Arsenal, you know, they're probably thinking, you know, Arsenal's fine. They will probably throw the, the, the points somewhere around the line. So, as long as Liverpool is not on their tail, you know, yeah. and I think Arsenal's flying under the radar and rightly so. You know, we might just chip away at the points. We don't have to say, oh, we're chasing the title. We just chip away at points because I don't know if you watch Liverpool's games, but they also look quite shocking at the moment. Not shocking, but very shaky They I mean, they were lucky to beat Ajax. They dominated, but they left it late. Newcastle, they left late as well. I'm very lucky to win that game. So, you know, but for Arsenal, I'm not saying winning the league top four should be there, but it's just be consistent. Yeah. Just knock and chip away on the points. You don't know where it can lead to. I mean, you saw what yeah. happened with Leicester when everybody else was around them. was terrible. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I've now looked at like the, like the last, I think, three games of City that I've watched. And there's also been moments where all the strikers. I think. Oh, well, this is actually a phenomenal record. But uh, there was a stat that popped up where it said like, Ireland scores almost like with the least touches in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like the quickest to reach. I don't know if it was five or whatever goals with the least touches. And I think it was at that point, over that moment of the that certain match that now mentioned, it was twelve touches to get to that five whatever goals, whereas others oh. were taking like over fifteen and twenty touches to get to the, you know, to, to actually be active. So, so I noticed. Dortmund did it for a little while, but I mean, of course, City Arsenal still relentless attacking ones, but they tried to starve him of the ball as long as they could. I mean, it, you saw it was like a late show that or late rally that they needed to yes. to see Dortmund off. But I mean, Villa did the same for most parts in that uh, 1-1 draw. Yeah. It was 1-1. Now. And then yeah. uh, that one before or something like that where they played Newcastle where they had ended 3-3. There were certain points, yes, he got free in that, but for other than that, he they just sort of with that, yes, you let the winger like Maris um, get the ball, you let uh the or somebody else that's on the other wing get the ball, but you don't let that ball reach him because as long as you start, because you could see he was getting frustrated because the ball is coming to him, and you could see it, it, it was almost like working on paper as well because now he's thinking, Look, this is my plan A here, and, and and like you don't know if the plan B is gonna work or they still fuel themselves into the game, but. If he gets starved of the ball, you can see he, he does labour. I mean, he's a fantastic player. I mean, uh, one of the most lethal forwards going now at the moment. But for me, it's like, if you can starve him off that ball and frustrate him, then you take him totally out of his game and you already knock them all also out of their own game. like
0: Manchester. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Nothing, you know, I know he's drifting a bit, but uh, it's, yeah. it's it's kind of um a true story with with, with 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 Ireland Like, you know, you need to just kind of... Somehow, cut him. Hook him hook. I'm not saying you're gonna to have to foul him up consistently, but you know, just chip away, chip away at him because he might lose his cool. And, like you said, that's maybe the best way to beat cities kind of just starve him off the ball and and, and, and try to make your chances count. And
1: another note, uh, also I had with regards to the brain for now. Um, with uh, I don't know if you heard also, there's now talk of like you also don't know if Arsenal playing possum here because they said, Now look, Zinchenko picked up a little knock oh. in training. But, uh, like, it's more a doubt that he... But I I don't know. I think at the moment, Arteta is doing the sort of thing where... He's almost like also playing the mind games type of thing. I mean, if you recall, Alex Ferguson used to do the same thing, where he would, like, say, oh, yeah, he, his squad is going to be, like, dilapidated. I mean, Klopp even used that time, that quote where he said, he's got, like, a skeleton squad, and then you see come the match day, you've got all the big guns in the first eleven. So... I just wonder if he's playing a bit of posture me going to the Brentford game since you know Brentford do we have a sort of uh, a jinx on him, especially now with the uh, within their own stadium.
0: Yeah, no, I know I think I did uh, I think we needed a bit of, you know, kind of that posture because sometimes you're too honest and I remember that um, you know, back in the day with Ferguson, you know, and then I used to like, speak to you like, what's going on? They said this guy's injured but he's now starting like Ronaldo and Rooney or something like that. So, you know, it's it's, it's maybe a good thing. I mean, it, it maybe makes, you know, it, it puts doubt in your mind. Are you going to um, yes. sit up for Arsenal tonight? Do you sit up for a, 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 a conventional wing-back or an inverted left-back? So, you know, it's going it's, it's to be interesting to see also how Arteta lays out his, his 11.
1: It also like, makes me think now my my eldest son, where he's always on about, like, you know, when I tell him, like, I, tell him, like, I don't know, when I normally fall for with the old media thing that I go, yeah, Liverpool got this guy, that guy, and then my son would tell me normally. Then just watch Jota scores against us when he comes back. <laughs> and it's, like, that's like, when, like that child's heart always sinks with them. the minute that that lineup starts coming up on Sky Sports. And you see Jota's name in the first eleven. That child's heart sinks, and he said, "I know we're not going to get, the-, <laughs> get yeah, the." Yeah, I mean not-
0: Jota scored past <laughs> us when he was at Wolves, Liverpool. Like he just always yeah. scores against us. Like he just always scores. Like it's actually quite we missed,
1: scary. We must trick with him because I mean he's like a menace. I mean he's not like it. Like, like you know, uh, was it like an annoying mosquito? He's something like that. He harries the defenders, even though they look confident in it. And he almost, like, he just forces them into, you know, like a simple area that you think, how could my, you know, like my main defender just screw up? Your, I mean, look, over that time he out job Rob Holding. Rob Holding even has, like, a height like advantage and strength
0: advantage over him. Yeah, no, I know. I think we, we've learned from our mistakes that we are signing Premier League ready players. I mean, some Sincenco yeah. and, and Jesus, I mean, they didn't need much teething and they just put it in like a club because they know what's expected from them and they know what the Premier League
1: is By the is way, about. didn't was do that the holding as well in the one match that we played Oh left. yeah,
0: I recall that. I think that was the Carabao Cup game. was Yeah, it? we
1: we lost our shit completely like thinking <laughs> how could this shorter guy out jump this lanky defender. Uh, yeah. Um Final thing now is the final search of the podcast. I mean, as we're not going to have it that long like we usually would. Um, talking points. Uh, did you heard it? Arteta's been named manager of the month. What's your uh, opinion oh, for August,
0: On Oh, yeah, no, I know I think so. I mean, top of the table says it all. Picked up the most po- points possible. Yes, we lost the game. But, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think there's just lessons to be learned. Don't <laughs> panic too early. I mean, you've seen City come back from, from, from deficits. Um, I know against United we um, panicked a bit, but yeah. you know hopefully this team can go from string to string.
1: Yeah, then uh, David Dean released his book uh, in the middle of last week, uh, calling the shots. The book is called How to Win in Football and Life. I mean it was actually fantastic to see Wenger plus I think just over half of the Invincibles that were attending this banquet there to you know with the launch of the book. But I mean for me it was such great memories to see, you know. The two people, David Dean and Wenger, that, you know, put this sort of special group of players together. I mean, as, as sometimes I, I just feel Wenger also lost his way, you know, when Dean left. And I think it 100%. was club politics that got uh, David Dean sacked.
0: Yeah, no, I agree 100% with you. Yeah. Um, oh. I, I, think, I think we could have probably won a league title or two yeah. if David Dean um, um, wasn't there. And then, you know... Just to throw in something for you yes. now at the okay. moment. Um, so, I know it's very early on in the season. Um, I most don't want to talk trophies or anything, but is your theory still standing that, you know, once a successful season for you is, is to stop getting a top four spot and back in the Champions League? Or are you are you feeling a bit, you know, you some, something more? Uh,
1: I, you know, I would even take a Carabao Cup and a top four because yeah, I, I, I just think that... Um, Look, we always mock. I mean, even I mean, in our personal lives, you and I, and normally would have bad decisions just talking about it. But I mean, when you can almost like put it all aside when you see the sort of squads that Pep starts putting in. The closer they start getting to that final, yeah. like, it's a total. Like, I mean, look, you let the youngsters go in for the like to get them through around three, four, five, and that. But the minute you start getting to the serious stuff, that that home and Away um away semifinals. He's putting the, the strongest thing, even if he's gonna, it's gonna kind of screw up this sort of season, uh, the, the following weekend. But it's more like that sort of sets them on the way to that sort of you know, to, to the, the the peak. You can see, because it's like, and I think also, it's just a mental thing. I think a, a while back, you and I talked about it, and I think pundits were also mentioning it, where they said, it's more like that gives you that final springboard for whether you're racing for a title or racing for top four. But just that sort of, where you put your hands on a trophy, even if it's a yeah. Carabao Cup, you're getting yourself there. And I mean, that, like, a, a good run for us, for domestic cups, and I mean, of course, the Europa League, a uh, decent run as well. And then,
0: you know, who knows, uh, the, the you know, top four could be reachable for us then. You hit the nail on the head. I think a Carabao Cup right now for this team would be a perfect trophy. They're a young team. I'm not saying that should be the only trophy that they fight yeah. for, you know, but if they can get their hands on the trophy, you know, guys like Odegaard, you know, young, like, you know, Ben White, who probably is his first trophy, would have won. Um, Saliba, yeah. maybe first trophy. Um, you know, all, all these guys, Tommy probably his first trophy. You know, just the other medal and winner's that like, it'll give them that belief. And I think, uh, if they can get that right, you know, just just that small little thing getting that little Carabao Cup, I mean, you know, who knows, this, like you said, the spring does success. and I think that is what the team of Fabregas and, and Percy and Nasri, they just missed that bit of, that uh, that one trophy to kick them on and yeah. I think this team, if they can get it, it'll be good. Yeah, fully, fully, fully agree with you. My um, final
1: point is just, um, actually, not only no, no, just a final point, it's more like a final message also. Um, I really think the Arsenal fans must, you know, it's like, you know, I know there's a thing of unity now and that, but I just think also Arsenal fans must to be careful of, you know, what you read in the media, because for me, it's almost like the media right now are, you know, getting Arsenal into almost like a false sense of panic because, like, here, yeah, this amount is playing, or these amount of players are out, or this or that, or whatever, or, you know, for me, it's just like, you know, just focus on what you're going to see and hear at the press conference, because, look, we all know I Arsenal do their business and also uh, with regards to news. Unless you yet come really out of Arteta's mouth, I think you must also take everything also with a pinch, pinch of salt because everybody will say, you know, they're in the know or they've got the inside contact. And the, but I think Arteta's also somebody, he likes to keep his cards close to his chest. So he's not going to just say, look, OK, we, I'm really worried here yeah, or worried there. Yeah. So I'm more for like I mean I just want us all to have almost like a more stable, steady mind and not just believe and swallow everything that the media to split out at us in the sports.
0: I agree 100 percent I think this Arsenal team also doing things different. I don't know if, if you noticed, I mean, I'm sure you did. I think you know that ISU's deal. I know Chelsea were after him, but it was too late yeah. because Arsenal already doing the thing, you know, very quietly. Even that guy of Shakhtar, I said Mudraik or something like that, that he seems like quite a talent, and he was also a somebody that you know, Arsenal did be behind the scenes and only like you know, only really came out deadline day because you know what what's normally happened to us is that, you know, Arsenal after player, you know, it comes out in the media and then the likes of Chelsea or United or whoever just comes yeah. in with a, a bigger but then hours more wages and suddenly the players on his way the other direction. But I mean you know, just
1: like I mean, I know we're gonna round off now, but for me, I'm really after that, that Russian, uh, the Ukrainian guy from Shakhtar. Yeah. And like he's that, I mean, I mean, I don't know, but it's like you watch him and it's almost like that real old school type winger that, you know, he, he, looks, yeah. like he it looks like almost like he just grunts on any e as he slaloms past yeah. people. And it reminds you a, a, a little bit when you watch Overmars in his prime, he's got that, that sort of turn of pace, but he's got the skill to slalom between like two, three players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, with that, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the weekend. Let's get the three points on Sunday. Come on, you gunners. Let's
0: go, gunners.